Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are back for another episode of We Can Be Heroes. We are here, of course, myself, John Toronto, one of your great hosts, who I hope you guys love every week and you come and check us out. But of course, the better host here, my little brother, Matthew Toronto. How are you doing, little bro? Appreciate that. Appreciate the recognition here. I'm the one that kept <laughs> this podcast coming alive. No, yeah, but all no. seriousness, good to be back, as always, recording every Friday, usually. Uh, but how are you doing, bro? How, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about this ne- this most recent episode of uh, Falcon and Winter. Uh, <clears throat> last week we we were on a high, right? Like we were so excited about the episode, best episode to date. Uh, I think this at least evened out with that. Um, this this most recent episode had a lot of content in it. Had a surprise appearance that I did want to discuss a little bit that. I don't know if you're too familiar, too, you're too familiar with, but hopefully uh, we'll get people familiar with her. Uh, and then uh, we're going to get this thing going, baby. So first things first, initial impressions of, uh, of the episode. What did you, did you like uh, the beginning when they start off with the fight against Walker? Uh, John Walker, for those who don't know, uh, is, is, is soon to be U.S. agent. Uh he just finished killing one of uh, Carly Morgenthau's, Morgenthau, right? Yep. Um, Carly Morgenthau's uh, right-hand men, uh, for lack of a better term. And he he's losing it. You know, we see in, the, in, in that part that he, he's just in his head. You know, we, we talked about last episode, his mental health issues are, are coming to, to the front. And I think his mental health issues are just being... Uh, kind of exemplified because of or amplified if you want to call it uh because of the serum so i don't know what were your thoughts on that initial scene was it was it dope to see you know falcon and, and bucky go at it or oh sure i mean i, I think the opening scene was arguably the most satisfying uh part of the entire episode i think many fans were at, you know maybe eager or just at the very least anticipating sort of the culmination of the dream that each of these characters uh, have gone on. So to see them finally uh, sort of relinquish that shield from John Walker, allowing Sam to uh, regain it and hopefully become, you know, the the true Captain America was uh, with a sign, needless to say. And as someone who's, you know, quite fond of the John Walker character and sort of the direction they've taken him in a very complex way, um, is definitely very interesting and also you know, really scary to look at his uh, his mental state. I mean, he's worsening uh, day after day, week after week. Um, and obviously with the recent death of his brother, Lamar, you could definitely see all of his emotions coming to the forefront where, uh, as we see during this physical exchange, uh, he was on the verge of killing Sam. I mean, had him right in his... Same position as uh, yeah. as her Carly's right hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. I... That's all I can say. <laughs> I, I think the fight was great. You know, Falcon for, and I don't know if I just never really paid attention specifically to him, uh, I guess in the past in the movies or any of the content, he can hold his own. I mean, he's fighting a super soldier, right? So it's not like it's his, it should be easy. Now, mind you, he lost, you know, technically, uh, got his rings whip, wings ripped off. Uh, Bucky, of course, won that fight, which we're going to have a little, uh, conversation about Bucky and somebody else later but uh Bucky th- did you not see a little bit of foreshadow every now and then though so like every time Bucky was able to grab the shield they're like putting in his arm perfectly like cap they're teasing us they're like really with f- either foreshadow or just straight up uh, what's in our face they're they're giving us both of what we know could happen because both have been Captain America at points throughout the the canon of, of Marvel right so, as of now, I'm good with Sam taking that title. I love how they kept digging in to, uh, you know, the, the, the consistent struggles of, of minorities. And, and you know, he ends up meeting up with Isaiah Bradley later on. And, and Bradley explains to him, you know, I don't think Captain America could ever be a black man because you, I just don't think people could accept that. You know, that that's kind of what. Bradley dealt with for for God knows how many years, thirty plus years, if not more, or no, well, sixty plus years, right? Uh, I think he was back in one uh, Vietnam War. Um, man, I 
that where did it where did they go like what, do, what i guess what is your opinion on where falcon what falcon will be um i mean i i, I said from the from the very beginning uh, outside the podcast i never mentioned until now but truth be told sam is the perfect candidate uh, to become captain america um my reluctance if they were to go down the route of bucky becoming captain america is that i think he himself would realize that he does not want to be attached to a symbol that people admire i mean mind you he has a very um you know uh, like torturous and uh dare i say murderous past um now would the people of america want you know uh an ex-assassin to become the defining symbol of their country probably not but at least when the context of sam wilson he is inherently good you definitely have a chance to really see his struggles i think he amplifies and sort of embodies uh really what i think well like most people deal with on a regular basis i mean and I think really as a whole, I mean, his character definitely had a, a major progression. I mean, I never thought much of him uh, really until this show. I mean, you mean you discuss this from the beginning. Falcon and the Winter Soldier were not exactly characters. Um, you know, we found ourselves too emotionally invested in, but we felt definitely had potential to grow in future movies or in projects like, uh, like this show amongst, you know, many others that Disney plans on releasing. But um, you know, I think ultimately, you know, in regards to sort of where we see Sam now in comparison to where we saw him back in, you know, the Winter Soldier, it's just exciting to see him really take on the mantle and not necessarily, uh, you know, be a copy of Steve, but definitely be his own man, be his own hero, uh, which is definitely uh, something that Bucky wants to hone in and, uh, and say, you know, the world needs a symbol. Uh, and that symbol is going to be you naturally. Uh, now, will you step up? That is entirely up to you. He's proven his worthiness. Sam has proven his worthiness. But now it's a matter of not proving to the world, but proving to himself that he has uh, the ability, you know, to become this uh, Captain America. Yeah, you know, I mean, so. and, you know, that's where we bounce around the episode all throughout. But uh, just to go a little forward to, to a certain part, you know, I loved um, Bucky and Sam's camaraderie start to build. Uh, we finally got to hear that Bucky did have a conversation with Steve prior to him going back in time, uh, Steve going back in time. He remember he said, you know, when Steve and I had this conversation, we both knew you were the guy for the job, essentially is what he said, right? Um, you know, they started to build some camaraderie, see Bucky, a little bit of flirting with Sam's sister. I love that little mm-hmm. dynamic that they had. Uh, yeah, and, and Sam's kind of like bleak, the office kind of reactions, you know, he's just like, <laughs> every time Bucky would kind of over there but uh, I, I I love the, the whole concept you know we, we really have two people that are different in so many ways we have Bucky who's similar as Steve and that he missed a lot of the struggles that minorities dealt with for so many years being frozen or just unfrozen unfrozen when he's assassinating or completely frozen when Steve was uh, just frozen up, obviously, and, and came after the 100 years. Um, you know, Bucky is a, 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 someone struggling with his own mental health, right? You know, he, he's trying to make amends, or in his case, his amends were not the, I guess Sam kind of explained to him, that wasn't the way to go about it. it it's your, you're trying to make yourself be, feel better, make the person you want to, that you're trying to make amends with, make them feel better. You know, and they, that's how you'll feel better in the end. You feel that person feels better. The deed was done for them. They're moving on to a better, better place, not not death, but better place. And then you can be happy, right? Because it's it's almost in a way. And I see what Sam was saying is that is that Bucky was was kind of selfish in a way, right? He was only doing this to to make his guilt go away, rather than make those people feel better who who needed to feel better. Um. Bucky's not ready for the shield. That, that's all. After seeing this episode again, he's he. I don't think he ever will be ready. And well, so uh, that's not that's not right. I I think he will be ready at some point after he gets his, himself together. Maybe he could have the shield, right? I I think Bucky just doesn't want it. 
Bucky knows there's a different path for him, and that's okay. You know, he's perfectly okay with that. And um, Sam, like you said, Sam exemplifies a, a lot of what Steve had as character of a man, uh, a grinder, a guy that comes from a, 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 a rough background. You know, Steve didn't have an easy background before he became Cap. He was bullied all the time and, and dealt with a lot of struggles, wanted to be in the Army, didn't ever let him. Um, so Sam exemplifies, you know, he, he shows a lot of what Cap should be. Right. Like that's 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 the purpose of Cap. You are the symbol. Uh, and and then you go and hear Bucky say, uh, I'm you know, he, he basically apologizes to Sam. He said, I'm sorry, Steve and I never knew how hard it would be for a black man to be Captain America. Right. He, he and it, I, I love that scene because I've always spoken to uh, people in OTS and, uh, you know, Derek specifically, you know, uh, racism uh uh the 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 system itself you know the prejudice out there it's not just being a racist it's being ignorant to the issues that Sam had been talking about that Isaiah Bradley had been talking about throughout this entire episode Bucky and Steve are by all intent and purposes they're perfect right they're super soldiers they're you know they have their issues as far as being assassins that's you know that's separate but they they're genuinely good people but they were still ignorant to the issues that isaiah bradley dealt with and and all african-americans deal with right they're ignorant in the sense that you just they genuinely didn't know you know and there are people out there who just genuinely don't know those struggles that exist and they think it's as simple as here here's a shield that's yours your cap now it's not you know i didn't even know i i thought you know i'm thinking uh, back to the comics i've read or, or looked at and you know it was it was simple sam's sam's cap now you know i love how the show digged you know really dug into the, the issues we see today you know what i mean and uh the battle and the struggle internally that sam has with saying i finally want this shield because i don't even think he's officially said even by the end of the episode i think he's going to make a move to try to stop carly but i don't think he's officially ca- calling himself cap yet that whole episode was about building to getting to that point. Finally saying, maybe Isaiah, yes, he's right in a sense, but I'm ready to change that narrative, right? But he wasn't there yet. And that's why at the end, we see him start to open Wakanda's gift, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and, you know, is it is it a cat thing? Is it is it new wings? Is it the full body suit of Falcon that we've seen in the comics? I mean, it could be anything, right? Um so, and you know, not to keep ranting on that, but I loved, I loved, love, love how it, it, not just this episode, it, since episode one, they really start to bring in real issues in the world. And, sh- and now they're leaning towards what can they do to fix it in their world, right? What, you know, how can, Sam could be a literal shining example for all African-Americans in the MCU, in this fake world and in the real world my captain's black like that that's like you know my president is black right that's 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 huge that's that is so influential for younger kids and you know a four-year-old five-year-old that's just starting to watch marvel they're like oh he looks like me like he's the leader of the avengers now or you know whatever he ends up being like that's awesome (laughs) and it wasn't as simple as just here it is they showed everyone the ignorant the racist the, the people who are, are not ignorant and people are totally for it. They showed everybody that path, those steps and how, how hard it is to be a symbol for America for someone who looks like Sam. I love that. I love that in this, in this episode. I love that Bucky understood it or started to understand it, you know? And I, and I love that Steve is, that's one of his flaws. One of his flaws is thinking every is think in the past. I think he started to really turn closer to post uh, Civil War. It's not just A B C. It's A B Z down there. E F G's down there. <laughs> it's all over the place, and and that was that was his biggest fault. His ignorance, and it's not maybe not his fault. The guy was fucking frozen for a hundred years. So how, how would he even really know, right? Um, for intents and purposes, he sees no difference. But you know, I, 
there, there was. And Sam, Sam was an example of that. And I love how they slowly progressed in that episode to, to show that. That was perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, sorry, not to go on a big rant about that. But, uh, no, I don't know. Anyway, so we can, we can keep going here real quick. Um, we see U.S. agent uh, has, have his little, um, I guess, hearing for, for the killing of, of Carly's right hand. I keep forgetting his name. I'm just gonna call him Car- Carly's right hand, so I can't remember, or until I do remember. Um, you see that he's he's discharged with another other than other than honorable designation, losing his benefits, losing uh, his records, losing everything. He has no title. He has no rank. He is literally nothing for the military after doing so much. And think about his mental health. I mean, how much more is that gonna break him down? I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, uh, I I would also think that uh, look, you know, sort of reflecting on John's decision to uh, to kill um, Carly's right hand. I, I will say, in, in instinctively speaking, if I were to see my own brother or my own family member die right before my eyes, um, I would do the exact same uh, in his position. Um, now, I think it, if the circumstances were different. Uh, to where, let's say, the Flags Master was uh, not running, well, not fleeing from him, but uh, was attempting to attack, and then he proceeded to kill. Different story, out purely out of self-defense, and he's seemingly protecting others. But he explicitly sort of surrendered, saying, please, please, do not. Um, and the government, even though they can sort of spin the story and say, oh, this was a terrorist, uh, he, he's, as you can see, he was linked with the GRC building bombing, um, I can't remember the, the country, like in Prague, if I'm not mistaken, or unless that's where they've actually shot the, the show, but... They might, yeah, uh, I think so. Um, yeah, they probably way. wouldn't have shot the show, but right. either way, the point I'm trying to make is, uh, you know, they are concerned, because as we mentioned previously, and, and sort of, uh, you know, really add the emphasis on the the importance of, uh, you know, Captain America the whole, um, they don't want to be seen as this ruthless killer, someone who's willing to execute someone in broad daylight because that paints a very uh, negative light on the country as a whole. Right. Um, so by de-ranking um, John Walker, it, it's more or less a sign of collateral damage. I mean, they are willing to sort of um, relieve Walker of his duties and to really forget all of his various accomplishments uh, that he fought for uh, back in Afghanistan with Lamar. Um, you know, and I definitely sympathize with him in the sense of, you know, I think under if he wasn't being dealt with with such immense pressure, uh, immense pressure of being Captain America, I have a strong feeling he would have uh, dealt out the situation much differently, um, even with uh, Lamar's passing. But you can definitely tell. I mean, him constantly being berated, um, not to say berated, but we'll just say sort of treated negatively by uh, Bucky and Sam originally for reasons that we can understand. Um, to now where he's been spending weeks upon weeks tracking down the Flag Smashers, um, losing the fight to the Dormalaz, where he feels so insecure and, and so sensitive um, that he can't admit defeat. Uh, and this is arrogance to him. And that arrogance is ultimately, ultimately ruins his mental health because he puts himself here. Right. He can't see himself here, even if right. it's here. Right. He, can't, he hates seeing himself like that. Because he believes Captain America needs to be a perfect symbol. But that's not what Captain America needs to be. Steve was a flawed man. Uh, Sam can be considered a flawed man. No one is meant to be perfect. But by taking those imperfections and really um, sort of not letting them define you, but to say to the world, listen, uh, despite my past, despite everything I have struggled with over the years, I did not let that define me. I instead use that to sort of, you know, guide my future and to become the best person I can uh, for myself and sort of for others that I, I want to sacrifice, you know, myself for. Um, Walker doesn't see it that way. I mean, I did, well, no, let me go back. So Walker obviously wants to help people. He obviously went to the army for a reason, but he, there's a certain level of arrogance in him. I mean, if, for instance, when he introduces himself, it's always, it's not, hi, I'm John Walker. It's John Walker, Captain America. Because he wants that title. The, the title, he needs that title. Right. Because he views it as his purpose. Right. Is what makes him get up every single day now. Because he says, wow, 
I mean, I, I'm the symbol of a country. I mean, not many people can say that. Um, right. So all of that sort of really spirals him down into, into madness. And he, he's clearly losing it mentally. Um, you know, and I, I may be of the, the few who believe this, but so I'm going to make this very clear. What he did was absolutely wrong. Should not have killed Carly's right hand wrong, but I understand why he did right. He, he killed my brother. He killed my brother. I'm, you know, more more than likely going to kill you. <laughs> because, yeah. I mean, that's that's you know usually how the d- dynamic works there. Um, now, I think he was he did that due to the push of his mental health. Absolutely. Do I think uh, you know he should should have still not done that? Of course. That scene with with Walker's. I'm sorry with um. Battle, Battlestar's family. Did you not find a little sympathy for Walker? <laughs> I mean, there it almost seems like the show is not really trying to paint Walker as a straight-up villain at all. Right? Because, That's yes, he killed right. someone. He's wrong. Get it. In, in that case, technically a villain. I get it. He did that for a reason. Okay, so let's eliminate that out of the picture for a second. What else did they show us with Walker? Maybe a little arrogance. Maybe a little uh, overconfidence. You Absolutely. know, maybe you know, but that that you have you're fucking Captain America. You're gonna have a little confidence in you. Come on, they gave you the shield. They gave you the, <laughs> the outfit. Other than that, I feel bad for his mental health struggles. You know, I have sympathy. I have sympathy for, or I guess understanding for all he all he has sacrificed. Right, he's one of the, seems like more, one of the more decorated military personnel in the country. You know, done a lot. I feel bad he lost Walker. And it seems like every other scene they give us, besides the, the couple I mentioned, is meant for us to like him. <laughs> I mean, how can you hate someone that goes and speaks to his partner's family and? And then even the mother says, I knew you did that because you wanted justice and thank you for giving me and my family justice. Not many families think that way, dude, <laughs> but she did. And I think the sister was a little off. You could tell uh, Battlestar's sister. She, she had a little like, ugh, you know, kind of a little turned off by Walker. Um, but the, 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 the husband or, you know, the, the, the father and mother, they, they seemed to be okay with what Walker did. No, they're brothers, man. It's not. It's, it, it, for all we can tell, it's like me and you, right? That, that's the relationship they had, or had. Um, I don't want to really call him a villain yet, man. Maybe he does. Maybe he just he keeps. It's gonna keep going south, right? We know the mental health is gonna get worse. We most of us know what his path of U.S. U.S. agent is. He is a psychopathic, anti-Captain America in every sense of the word. I get that. Uh, but as of right now, I'm not totally calling him a villain yet. I just can't. I call him a hero that made a significant mistake. Let's see what he does this next episode, right? I absolutely agree with that. You know, and even though in the beginning I said that uh, Walker had Sam in his literally in the palm of his hands, you know, by his throat. I mean, maybe there could have been a point where he he resists those dirts and said, "Wait a minute, what what am I doing?" Right. Uh, we have no idea because Bucky managed to intervene in time before the situation mm-hmm. turned a bit, uh, bit too gnarly. Exactly. Um, but Walker's a character, and I, and I think something that I, I find quite bothersome as well is, you know, as I look through, you know, social media pages, um, specifically Marvel ones that are obviously giving, you know, their fellow followers um, updates on Falcon and Winter Soldier, you know, they constantly say, oh, this isn't my Captain America. You know, he's a terrible character. How can you feel sympathy for him? Yada. And I think they have such a fundamental misunderstanding of him. He's not meant to be Steve. Everyone will agree with you on that. He's not meant to be Steve. You cannot look at him and say it's a replacement of Steve. No, it's not a replacement of Steve. It's just giving someone the mantle. Sam isn't a replacement of Steve. Steve was never even a government employee. He 
last we remember, he had nothing to do with him. <laughs> After Civil War, he said, fuck the government. That's what he said. I mean, so, yeah, Walker's the, the, the stand-up military personnel that's going to be nonstop all USA all the time. Like, yeah, we get that. I, I get it. And, you know, it's that's not what Cap was. And that's okay. That exactly. was the government's purpose. They want they they didn't want Steve. In fact, they'll never want Steve. <laughs> From all we know, I mean, they'll want you know. Although he had, you know, not really been part of the government, they everybody loved him still. <laughs> I mean, he's Cap, right? He's Cap. He saved the freaking world. For for all they know, him and him and Iron Man sacrificed their lives, right? You know, most of the government and at least the world know that that Cap did something to help fix something right maybe they don't know the exact things he did with it in terms of putting the stones back um but i just walker was like it, you said it perfectly walker was never meant to be steve rogers walker was meant to be a government version of captain america mm-hmm. that followed orders to a t and walker broke out of that due to his mental health made some bad decisions and at this point, I'm still not ready to call him a straight-up villain. I, I totally agree. And I, I hope over time fans will, uh, at least the minority of fans, not to generalize, but I think for those sort of complaining about the character of John Walker, um, I, I definitely hope they they reflect on on him and really look at him as a very three-dimensional character. And, that, and that's one positive of the show that I can say. Right. Um, many of the primary characters are, are, are three-dimensional um carly included and you know we'll you know i, I think maybe right after this because we kind of want to you know jump gears into the flag smash because they had a bit of relevance in, in this episode but right. all of them have been three-dimensional uh the writing i think is has been on par every episode mostly um i have my complaints with this particular episode we'll, reach, we'll discuss that at the end um but really, I mean, Walker is a phenomenally written character. And, you know, especially for Wyatt Russell, who's an extremely underrated actor to tackle this role. The writing definitely helps. Uh, definitely helps them to get into the mindset because um, what I do appreciate is that they could have easily gone down the generic direction where from the very beginning, Walker is a straight up villain. He's being um, sort of, he's basically the, the government puppet He's constantly in the way of, of Falcon and Bucky uh, for the entire series, but they don't. Um, and while the Flag Smashers are, are uninteresting, they, the show needs some kind of um, main antagonist. Right. Uh, because at the end of the day, but, I mean, uh, heroes need something to fight against. So <clears throat> with Walker, I, take away the killing. Him killing the right hand. Name one thing he did absolutely wrong. Like just straight up evil. The the own yeah, I mean I mean really, arrogant, oh. ignorant, overconfident, uh thinking his all is end all be all go stepping over step Sam and Bucky. That's not evil. Natural human, natural human characters. You know, I think people anything. just think Walker is like the stunt double that just got a chance to finally be Cap. Like Walker was meant to be something totally different. People need to understand that. But. Well, precisely. Um, and in regards to saying something he did wrong, um, or evil. Well, we're heading on the evil route. It's not just wrong. Yeah, but, evil. I mean, more so is like straight up um, where you can say 100% villain. Not necessarily. I mean. <laughs> I would honestly, to be frank, with those who definitely don't understand the character, I wouldn't be surprised if an argument is posed where they suggest Walker is evil because he ended up uh, interfering the whole um, conversation between Carly and Falcon. It's not evil, though. I mean, he was growing impatient by the minute. And, right. you know, maybe in the back of his mind, he was concerned about the, the situation. Tony Stark would do the same thing. Let's be real here. Tony Stark would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, and like I said, I, I think if anything, Rest in peace. Um, Walker, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, Walker is a is a tragic hero, and when we do inevitably see him as a villain, for me, it will be heartbreaking because he was a he was a good man, 
overconfident in some ways, arrogant right. in others. Right. But he he was nothing more than a regular person. You know, he made a he made a, you know a few mistakes, but taking the super soldier stem, um, interfering with uh, sort of the the conversation between Carly and, and Falcon, as well as you know killing the Flag Smasher. Those mistakes in chronological order def- led to the man that we see now, a-, a man in a very broken state. And, you know, Marvel, uh, I can't credit screenwriters because I unfortunately don't know their name, but I applaud you because you, you definitely took uh, the-, the character in a direction that I never thought would have been as compelling as I, as I thought. Right. Um, so, you know, kudos uh, to them, of yeah. course. I think I think uh, you know um, I can't remember his name his real name but Walker the guy who played Walker uh, Wyatt Russell Wyatt Russell he did great they wrote him great he he really took that role on and and people again his role was not Cap America Steve his role was government Cap America it was so different <laughs> um, so real quick we got a little surprise cameo and I don't really know if you know who this woman is. But I did some digging, did some research. As did I. As uh, we so Valentina Arregra de Fontaine has appeared and did appear to, uh, at the courthouse after uh, now I'm calling White Russell. Look at me. <laughs> after Walker uh, was was uh, other than honorable discharge, right? Speaking to his wife. Was that his wife? That was his wife. Uh, yep. yeah. That's correct. And steps in between them and says, you know, Excuse we me. have basically telling him we have some use for him, right? Uh, for those who don't know, and um, I had heard of the name, but I wanted to do some resources to, to be sure. Uh, Valentina has a couple aliases within Marvel canon. Number one being Madame, Madame Hydra, which is like the, the woman leader of Hydra in, in the comics, right? Uh, Hydra may be around still. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> but uh, there, that's one, you know, potential, I feel like, her, her purpose is obviously going to Wyatt, saying that we'll stay in touch. I mean, need you for missions. Got to be something there. Number two could be Thunderbolts. Maybe she's associated with Thunderbolts some, somehow. Um, I'm not really thinking it's that one only. Because, I mean, Thunderbolts are going to be teased in Black Widow from what I understand. But you also have to think Allegra, or I'm sorry, Valentina was... Uh, probably involved with the Black Widow program where they created the, the spies, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to laugh because um, I, I was really just, I was reading the article before we started the podcast and right. uh, she was meant to make your debut in Black Widow. Yeah, she was. Um, right. With the whole COVID-19 situation, they had to flip projects around. So what Falcon right. came off, Black Widow was meant to come off first mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. just to connect these projects together. More than likely involved with the Black Widow program and therefore has a possibility of being more related to Thunderbolts. I don't think she's Madam Hydra. I think she's a power broker. I wouldn't be surprised mm. if she happens to be the power broker because that's another one of her aliases mm. in the Marvel canon. That she's also, sense. in another iteration of the comics, she's part of the Leviathan. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's Not too familiar. big of a rabbit hole to go down because you have so many other villains coming in different different groups. We got the yeah the Super Scrolls coming. We have, I mean, just too much to bring Leviathan into. I, I just you know I I'm thinking like you said with Black Widow, it's more so of a Thunderbolts related s thing, um, possibly. Hope you know we'll, we'll see where that goes. I think we'll learn more in Black Widow for sure. Um, I, I mean, I, I would assume the same actress that p- played her would be playing her again in, in Black Widow, correct? Cause it's, it's, yep, absolutely. Yeah, be the sure. same actress as well as the same character, uh, presumably. Okay. Um, okay. You know, so. Because um, well, I'm, I'm thinking if they go and maybe only show her in, in the, the past when Black Widow was created, that maybe it'd be a younger version, some some other actress, but still Valentina. You know what I mean? Oh, oh sure. I mean, yeah, that already yeah. do uh, some the aging effects. I, I think they've even uh, they're do- if you watch the uh, the recent trailer, I think I think Rachel Reyes' character, uh, I think she's the Academy Award winning actress. I haven't seen mm-hmm. her films, but I think there's a shot where they de-aged her. Okay. I could be wrong, but I okay. wouldn't be surprised if the same actress who's playing, let's just, for the sake of conversation, call her the power broker. Um, maybe they de-age her or they end up showing her in present day. 
uh, as Fair sort enough. of um, associate or the head of the Black Widow program. I think perhaps because uh, General Ross is the leader of Thunderbolts, correct? Yes. Yep. So I I have a feeling she might just play this almost uh, like Nick Fury role, where she's going around um, and locating different villains, different characters in order to join join a special team. Um, you know, and then obviously from there there'll be sort of the main uh, the main group that goes against uh, the new Avengers team, whether it be Young Avengers or just right. uh, basing. Uh, who knows? I mean, Marvel. The, the cameo itself means a lot. I was, truth be told, when I did see her character appear, she was talking to Walker. Um, I thought I actually like. I was really tired in the morning. I, I woke up, and I, I thought I missed like ten minutes worth of like uh, scenes <laughs> because I I thought they they introduced her before with, like Sharon or something, <laughs> uh, or like they introduced her before. I honestly, I literally thought like she was in like the previous part of the episode, and I just missed it. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, whatever, I'll just watch it. It's probably not that important. It's probably Thunderbolts, and then she put her in a post credit scene. Um, and then I actually did the research, and I was like, oh, okay, she was she was supposed to appear in Black Widow. I'm like that. Yeah, you know, that that makes sense. But right, it was right. it was under it was underwhelming. I mean, like I went in because I know like I think the director said like, oh, fans are going to cry this episode. They're going to be so excited about the cameos, the cameo that we that should be um, seen alongside Thor. I'm I'm thinking to myself, sure, we'll see. Mm -hmm. And then it happens to be this character. I'm like, okay. I mean, I can't speak anything on her. She's meant to. She's meant to be significant, but I, I'm not going to say she's a bad or good character based right. on a, literally a, what, like a three minutes, <laughs> three minutes. Yeah, season. yeah. We're, we're gonna get more you know of her I mean? for sure and, and see yeah. what like what the goal is with her. Um, I think she's gonna have a major purpose, obviously, in in the MCU going forward, is what it seems with the Thunderbolts, possibly or <clears throat> whatever the case is. We'll get a lot of more info with Black Widow, I think, which is cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love that scene. She obviously told him, you know, join a team in a way without saying team. Uh, gave a card with nothing on it for some reason. Um, so we'll see where that goes. I think, you know, uh, obviously we saw that we can talk about the post credit scene now. We see Walker building his U.S. agent shield, which I'm super excited for. Uh, and uh, he's getting ready for battle too, man. He's not done. He wants Carly. So, mm -hmm. you know, we'll see how that goes. But uh, to move on a little bit. Uh, we need to get into the quick little Zemo scene because uh, Bucky obviously went for oh, went to yeah. went to go arrest. Well, I, at first I really thought he was going to kill him, but <laughs> went to Zemo at the Sokovian uh, Memorial, and, and Zemo knew he was coming. Right? He said he surprised you took you so long. Um, you know, maybe he just wanted to see that statue one more time, be in his home country one more time, think of his family, think of everyone that passed. Right? Um. Man, Zemo's such a good character. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Zemo so. is a really good character, man. And the, the actor that plays him, he's just, he is great. They're writing him really well. He he portrays him extremely well. I know. I was so nervous, though, um, about what they do. You know, we get the scene of Bucky uh, with a gun in his face and, and thinking he's going to pull the trigger. But then he's like, no, you're going to get arrested by Dormelot. <laughs> and they pop up again. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I, you know, they, they mentioned, um, that he's going to be put in a raft. So we know who runs the raft, Mr. Ross himself. So you yeah, just need to confront them. Like we know it's coming at, at this point. Literally. Zemo is a hundred percent on the team for Thunderbolts. Mm -hmm. It's not even a question. Um, obviously resourceful. Could be some semblance of a leader for them as well, um, you know, for the Thunderbolts, you know, as, as far as having a plan, executing a plan, make sure the plan works, right? Um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. And then we, we go and see that Bucky asked for, well, he was told to stay away from Wakanda. They're pissed at him for even letting his email stay out of jail. So apparently T'Challa is not too happy, rest in peace. Um, but he asked for one more favor. And we, you know, you might as well talk about the little favor real quick. We see Bucky head over to New Orleans to uh, to help. Is it New Orleans, right? I believe so. Yeah, New, to help out, um, you know, Sam with the uh, the parents' boat. 
and uh, love the scene there with, with them kind of fixing it up and getting to know each other more, having those conversations that we talked about a little earlier. Uh, what do you think is in there, man? Oh, definitely his comic act, Falcon's comic actor at uh, Captain America suit, a hundred percent. His wings, as well as this, his uh, his torso gear, hundred percent. I want to say something though, and you had mentioned this before, but we didn't actually think about this Drew line. Um, Walker obviously destroyed Falcon's wings. Sam is seen giving his broken rings to Torres. Um, I think you know where I'm going with this. Torres is the young Falcon, part his partner. Uh, I can't okay. remember the, the name. It's not Falcon, but it's something yeah. else. And what does Sam say to him? Keep them. Keep the wings. I think Torres will... He's young Avenger. I have a feeling. For sure. He's, he's swooping in, and he's definitely going to, uh, you know assist Falcon. I have a strong feeling. Now, well, let me backtrack. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case. I don't want it to because we don't know enough about the character. He hasn't really appeared in many episodes. I would rather have it be a post-credit scene of Sam getting in contact with Torres and maybe just like flying around for a bit of practice. Right. Implying that, oh, Falcon had like, or Falcon or you know, Captain America has a new sidekick. Um, right. So you can do either way, but they, they did it for a reason. So I think is Torres will use those wings to make his own his own well, Falcon. Remember, you know, Falcon had a partner for all the missions he ever did for the Air Force. You know, back back in the day, so uh, he'd be used to you know Torres takes the wings on and and becomes Falcon because we obviously at this point would see Sam becoming Captain America. Um, you know, maybe they they work together in these future future series. I'm, I'm not sure if another you know another season's coming or not, or if they're just appearing in a movie together. Whatever it is, I think that would be dope. I, I do want to get to know Torres a little more, right? For sure. Um, but either way, I think that's it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see the comic accurate version of Sam. Oh my god, I'm so excited yeah. for it! And I hope I, it's the first thirty seconds we see him just I'm pop up. Soothing. Oh, it's gonna totally be a vibranium jump on suit type thing and i'm so excited uh-huh. oh, i'm so excited i can't wait but um we have to get moving to the uh couple little topics here so we have a couple more things with the with the episode is sharon a bad guy big girl whatever is she bad what is going on what job is she hiring people for I, I, I don't know. And you don't care, but I just like I, I, <laughs> I, I just don't understand. Like, what is her purpose? Like, I, I, I feel I no, know. but you know, it's nothing against I the actress. It's nothing. I, I just don't care. What about What the her. hell is the? But that's the no, only thing no I point. don't care about in this series. They're doing and Flash Masters. I, I don't care about Flash Masters. Well, I like Carly, but besides Carly, yeah. Um. um why uh, she's like it, it was it was a very weird scene too it was right but wasn't it just a cutaway scene of her like talking mm-hmm. to someone did she, is, i have did a job she, like, for you yeah did she like oh i know what she did so if sharon okay so if theories are true of sharon being the power broker like there were theories about her being power broker and if she has connections to the Thunderbolts agency or the Thunderbolts organization, what if she sent that woman, so the, the Madam Hydra woman, to go to John Walker? John Walker goes to her in return. Then he ends up meeting with uh, Ross or Sharon about, hey, listen, something called Thunderbolts or something along those lines. I wouldn't be surprised, right? Because you know, I think the scene was before we saw that character pop up. It's not coincidental. I mean, I, I think it was carefully placed there. Um, they wouldn't just have a random cutaway and not have it, you know, ring much significance. I, I genuinely believe that Saren has to be involved in some capacity. Right. Um, but as a whole, I mean, they haven't done anything where they're like anything with the character. 
I expected her to be, you know, more developed, really exploring the repercussions of civil war, but they they didn't really do much. Um, it's very it's very disappointing, very disappointing aspect of the. Of the hey, maybe show, we'll get say. more. Maybe she's going to be a significant part of another project, right? But right now yeah. they just did so poorly with her. Yeah, agreed. Um, even not... Black Smasher too. Other than I mean, Carly was slightly improved upon, but uh, even so, I mean. It, they're just generic bad guys. I'm sorry, I had to say it. They're just generic bad guys. Um, they're so hypocritical. I don't understand half their points. I mean, you have Carly, for instance, who goes against everything she said with Sam about how, oh, when we don't view ourselves as criminals, yet you align the same organization with criminals, then proceed to mind control people in order to rig the GRC voting. Good people don't do that. You don't mind control people vulnerable you don't work with people one of the more known villains in the mcu to get some weapons <laughs> exactly so make... which is why i have an issue yeah. with this her own like her own basis went completely 180 right and i thought like it just made that's why i really just do not like and as a whole i mean the scenes that you mentioned you went into great detail about the whole isaiah bradley scene uh we obviously had our discussions about walker um the episode as a whole was just fairly uneventful um, you know, it, it, I, those scenes in particular really, really stood out to me because it contained powerful acting and really sent some powerful messages. Um, but I think as a whole, the episode could have been done far better. Um, and if anything, it was just like, it, it, it kind of reminds me of um, episode eight of WandaVision, where it was more of like a, oh, kind of this, we're setting up what's to come in the finale. It, it was really abundant uh, mm. in this episode. So I would see it, it was hour long too. So it was really long. Like they had a lot of, like a lot of things. I like, for the most part, I liked a lot of it too. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. But I think as a, as a whole, it was one of the bigger episodes. I will say, I think episode one was much better. Episode one being it's a premiere. They need to sort of develop these characters. And then once we see them, you know, be a part of the action sequences, we care about their fate and we definitely care about the situations they're in. It's necessary. Every, every pilot episode needs to introduce characters. Uh, if you don't, then, I mean, how do audiences care about the people you follow over the course of a, of a series? Right. Um, when it comes to episode five, it was so late in the game that I wanted this to be like a genuine extension. Have Sam grab the shield, and from there, I'm not expecting them like, to conclude everything because we have six episodes for a reason. Um, but I just wish he did a, a, a bit more. I mean, I expect them to do more given an hour long runtime. Like, if you're going to do hour long runtime, you need I'm to thinking next episode runtime. might be 115, 130. Yeah, I, I, it's got to be. I, I, would I, I, I would damn, damn near like a whole movie's worth. <laughs> yeah, literally. But, um, as a whole, though, I, I definitely enjoyed aspects of the episode. Like we discussed, I mean, we really, uh, went to detail about sort of our thoughts about the characters and right. sort of the approach we're taking with, with the show. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think the finale has a lot of potential to end off on a great note. Um, you know, I, I'm just, as a whole, I really, 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 really liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, you know, I was, I was so surprised. Yeah. Honestly. Like, you know, I think next episode was we'll, we'll, going to put a giant stamp on that and make me say, Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah. And it's just going to be a bunch of, and I think Loki's going to be even better. And I think, you know, uh, Miss Marvel's yeah. going to be even better. And, she, you know, like everyone that's coming Hawkeye, out. Hawkeye, she Luna, you know. Hawkeye, you know, it's going to be awesome. Hawkeye. Yeah. I can't wait for Hawkeye. You know, and I think, um, if anything, it kind of wraps up sort of our, our thoughts on Falcon. And, you know, I, what, it, what it kind of reminds me of as well is, you know, it, it makes us look at the future of Marvel. Right. Um, as a whole, and you know what their future involves, the series that you mentioned, or the various films. Uh, but you know, maybe if we were to go off on a, a bit of a tangent, a bit of a different direction, something uh, maybe the multiverse route. Um, there's a certain film that I know you wanted to discuss uh, for this episode of the podcast. Absolutely, need to bring this bad boy up. So I've been reading some articles out there, and. It was announced not too, a couple months, maybe a month ago, and I don't, I don't know why we didn't discuss this along with this. Uh, uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. Um, <laughs> I don't know because of all of our freaking theories. 
Either way, <laughs> uh, Deadpool 3 has been announced as confirmed as a rated R film um, and being a sequel to Deadpool. Now, this, this, this word is key. It is literally Deadpool 3. It is a sequel to 2. Along with it being an MC in the MCU, confirmed by Mr. Feige himself. For those who don't remember, post-credit scene of Deadpool 2, Deadpool gets access to a... <laughs> I don't know why they would ever give him that, but access to Cable's time-traveling time device, right? <laughs> why? Why would they give Deadpool involved? Either way, we see Deadpool... Uh, travel into different timelines of the X-Men Foxverse for whatever whatever the hell they call it, X-Menverse. Kills, <laughs> kills himself, I guess, in X-Men Origins to get rid of that timeline. Uh, goes and try, tries to kill Adolf Hitler, but couldn't kill a baby. Uh, he, he, oh, uh, God. Had to delete that scene from the, from the final cut. What else? Uh, do um oh save vanessa he did Still save vanessa he did save um, vanessa and um you know for all we can tell he just kept going and, and messing with timelines right some stuff for getting green lantern very important oh yes uh, he yeah. does kill himself again he has a tendency to do that in post scenes. but yeah. <laughs> uh with that with all of those things i mentioned along with the fact that he is time traveling and we, we know time travel does have a direct variant effect on the time branches, <laughs> according to Loki, which we'll learn more about that. Uh, Deadpool 3 is just going to go ahead and be so... It's going to be the dump... It's going to be Ralph Boner-esque. How dumb the X-Men are brought into the MCU, isn't it? No, uh, no I don't mean dumb. Like I'm going to love it because it's Deadpool doing it. It's going to be Deadpool being like, hey, guys, walk through here. And, like, literally just here. X-Men are here. Like, I feel like it's going to be something that stupid. <laughs> oh, you know what sure. I mean? Um, I mean, no. TVA is going to be on top of them, though. Uh, because you are in a Loki trailer. I mean, they, they kept her variant, so specific characters. Well, what if you. Deadpool's in prison so. at, the, at the variant time variant? I, I wouldn't be there, there's so many possibilities with it being the MCU now because he had access to all these characters. I mean, right. they can bring in. Oh my goodness! I mean, like, yeah, Spider-Man is infamous for see, being with Deadpool. I could see, I could see the last episode you know? of Loki being the prison cells of Time Variant, and then like a, a giant gate that's closed, and then a name that just says Wade Wilson on it. <laughs> I could, I literally could just see that. I could see them just bringing it because it's confirmed. It's literally a sequel to two. Yep. So while being in the MCU. So the way they do it and they show it in Deadpool 3 is him getting arrested by the variant. I agree. They <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, they, yeah. It's they, that I mean Vanessa will end up having to be captured because of the variant of her. Right. She is um, a variant. The one who, <laughs> yeah, so they capture her and he's like, What the you know? And, and I like says, her as an actress too. I think she'd be good in MCU. Yeah, she I know she started in uh I think the only show only project I've seen from her other than Deadpool was uh, Gotham. She did she did a great work in Gotham. Great, great work in Gotham. Gotham was a great show. But I still had to watch the final season. I watched binge watched the first four ages good, ago. I never watched the final one. Yeah, it, it was it was yeah, it was good. Pretty it's good. good. Very they took did, the characters in interesting directions. Yeah, um, they did. I know that which something we can talk about too is is uh Robert Pattinson's uh we'll get to that another episode. We're gonna talk some more DC stuff at some point, but uh Pattinson's <laughs> Batman, which oh, I'm very <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I still have a tendency to cough. Oh, Batman, Robert Pattinson's Batman, I think, is going to be great. That's just my initial opinion. It's the greatest um, comic book of all time. So, but he's yeah. also going to get a spinoff series, or Gotham's going to let's get a spinoff series on yep. HBO Max, which I'm GCPD, excited and then a Catwoman series. Right. Catwoman series we're going to be in development. GCPD is confirmed. And then a sequel to Batman. Maverick is planning a trilogy for the Robert Pattinson. Which I think, uh, I, I would love that, absolutely. Um, I would also so, love Will and the yeah. as Joker, please. Well, we'll see how Will that goes. But, uh, so anyway, as far as as far as that, I think Deadpool 3 is going to have a significant part of bringing the X-Gene in. 
Um, different ways to explain it, right? I mean, they're going to have to make it some kind of continuity to us, at least as fans. Um, they can simply say, like, the X-Men universe is just, was just the universe that never had the Marvel characters come to be. Steve never became a super soldier. You know, uh, uh, Red Skull was never a thing. The Tesseract was never a thing. You know, the Finney Stones were never a thing. They, they, they'll figure out a way. They'll absolutely figure out a way to bring it in, um, make the X gene prevalent. Uh, you know, one thing that I saw was like something funny on Twitter that somebody suggested is what if Deadpool just goes back and kills Apocalypse? Apocalypse is the first mutant and was the first one to bring in the X gene. <laughs> he just he just goes up and kills him when he's trying to be created and just kills Apocalypse. That's why the X gene never existed in MCU. <laughs> like it'd be oh, it'd be God. something that stupid. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's gonna be something. Yeah. And I I'm smiling because stupid. I'm gonna love it. I mean, I, I, don't, be... I don't care if it's literally yeah. they show. Deadpool saved the wrong cat, and that cat was the reason why Tony Stark wanted to suddenly be Iron Man. Like I don't, I don't, I seriously don't give a fuck how they do it. I just know it's going to be funny as shit, and that's what Deadpool's meant to be. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. You know, it's going to be exciting to see where they go with it. We'll start seeing some leaks come out about what, what the plan might be. And I think Loki, if we get any Wade Wilson in Loki at some point, I don't care if for, if for three seconds. Oh, God. This is confirm our suspicions. I will shit myself. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah. uh, last topic, last thing we want to discuss. So something that Matt and I discussed before the episode. I think every week we're going to bring in something a little different. Uh, every week we are going to do something called the Marvel Mashup. We are going to pick two characters out of the MCU. They have to be, they have to have shown themselves or been in an MCU project to this date. We are going to mash them up against each other, or in this case, match them up against each other. Every week we'll, we'll pick X character versus X character and who we think would win in that fight. Week one is here now. So every week, again, the end of the episode, we will absolutely do this. And, and, and we're going to start off with this matchup. First matchup we discussed, since we are in the middle of watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, we, discussed, we decided we would go ahead and go with my old Captain America versus Bucky Barnes. And for those who don't know, Bucky whooped that ass in Winter Soldier. Captain America Winter Soldier. He whooped. He whooped that ass. He did. Okay. Who do you think will win this fight? Are we? Yeah, I'm actually going to say Captain America. I don't understand how you can say that. So we're giving let's let's this one and one thing I'll say and this is for everybody who gets to see this. We're gonna look at them in their primes. So the best of Bucky slash Winter Soldier, the best of Steve Rogers slash Captain America. Oh, we're looking at them in their prime. I think Bucky Barnes, absolutely. Bro, yes, Steve has a shield, but that's immediately eliminated by the fact that Bucky's a fucking psycho that can cast a shield midair, okay? Bucky has a vibranium arm, all right? So it's, it's V versus V at this point, all right? That don't make a difference. If oh, I, let, me, let me counter that then. If, if, if Captain America is in his prime, let's see, he goes through with his kind of research uncovers the Winter Soldier program as he did in the sequel, right? What if he manages to switch off that programming? Defeating him. He managed to do that. Captain America still won that fight. Even though he may have had the same the most injuries, he won. He did it he the bitch way, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, So, let's, let's say prime, but without the manipulation of the, the book. The words. Oh, I mean, I think I think Bucky that, that, just beats that, him every that's, time. That's, un, that's unfair. I mean, yeah, I, I would say so. Bucky. Like prime. I mean, no. what's Captain America's prime, right? Captain America's prime is being able to go toe to toe with Thanos, and also having Thor's Thor's hammer. You didn't even think about that. Oh, I, his prime, really... his best. Oh, I keep, for, I keep forgetting those. Mo- that's crazy to think about. Two years ago this month. So Cap with, with Thor's hammer. Slash his vibe shield. Whoa, whoa, the, or Bucky in his prime. What the? Cap, that's. I think Bucky. I think Bucky still whoops his ass. 
with Thor's hammer? Yes. That that makes zero. You you understand how metal? You understand electricity? Yes. <laughs> he would literally fry his arm. His arm would literally like. I think Bucky's like not? at his prime. You understand that all find Cap a way. needs to do is just like trip him, drop the hammer, and then he just does it. <laughs> like, oh. I just played devil's advocate. Obviously, with the hammer, it's just almost over. But without the hammer, Bucky definitely has a chance. I think he could beat him. Sure, um, I think they're, they're total totally, totally both at the super yeah. soldier's I mean, and so incentive. Uh, Bucky training. was also trained to be a fighter. Like Cap learned to fight, I feel like throughout the MCU, but he wasn't a trained fighter. Like that's fair enough. Soldier I think... was was trained to fight like they, they, they taught him how to fight well i think cap knows how to play on the defensive as well so he he definitely looks for like weaknesses uh right on the uh on the off for his opposition as a bull i mean there are instances where he that he like he's definitely uh you know superior i mean we see in which soldier where he's literally beating you know regular mercenaries <laughs> you know instantly he definitely sends an overconfidence to him right um you know and like so yeah, I, I mean, I personally think Captain America has a high chance of winning the fight. If not, will win the fight. I mean, you mentioned his prime, so he had to take he had to take out the hammer because literally that's all he has to do. It's two, boom, and he does the hammer instantly. Right. Um, that'd be unfair, right? Or I think uh, I mean, if Bucky's fight. prime doesn't allow him to pick up the hammer too. You know, I don't think. Uh, ba- no, I don't think Bucky will ever pick <laughs> up the hammer. I don't think like he's Bucky. worthy after all that, but uh, maybe so. after he makes his amends. Well, then one you do have to remember, Steve was only able to pick up that hammer because he was able to make amends with Tony. Oh, that's his true. one. The reason why he was not able to pick up the hammer is because he never told the truth about Tony's parents. That was a theory rolling around. I, I honestly, I, I mean, totally what else agree. would it? What else would it be? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. He yeah. would have picked up the hammer during Ultron. If, if. That's the only thing I can think of. That what, like, what made him more worthy after that? <laughs> I do love those reactions, though, of course, in Endgame, where he says, uh, "I knew it." I mean, we all knew it at that point. Mm-hmm. As soon as the hammer came out, we were like, "I, I remember Happy the day. reaction in the theaters too." I mean, we heard. You oh, remember too? Like, don't, don't say the T word. Don't say the T word. I miss the T word, man. <laughs> Black Widow. Listen, Black Widow. You know, I, I think for everyone. The day after home, my birthday. Hey. It's been birthday July eighth. You know, I think for everyone who is watching. Um, definitely it's time to get vaccinated continue to wear your mask because uh, there will come a point where you know we can be in movie theaters and uh you know uh, sort of yeah. taking other kinds of activities social distancing of course you know we yeah. obviously need to still take our precautions but if given the opportunity and you feel comfortable enough you can you feel feel fully vaccinated um and you act responsibly definitely uh you know, once these theaters open up, up in there, cross man. our fingers. I'm getting in there as soon as I can. I want to buy a ticket oh, that's... to any movie uh, and just experience that for the first time with, with, with a crowd, even if it's not as large as, say, the Endgame one yeah, right, uh, we had right. two years we ago. All, we mean. all need that, man. That's just some of the best experience you could ever have. You know, exactly. you got you to gotta love it for sure. But hey, of course, sadly, this has to come to an end. But thank you guys for coming as always. We, we we genuinely appreciate all you guys do. Matt, if you want to tell them real quick where they can find you on social media. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's going to be Matt underscore T29 uh, over on Instagram. Um, as I said, like in the last episode, uh, consider subscribing to our OTS Guys page over on YouTube. I know John can, of course, cover uh, the various uh, social media platforms which we have. Uh, for the OTS page, we're looking to grow uh, this channel, this, this brand, as much as possible. Uh, me and John love coming on here, you know, every week. We record every Friday. These episodes usually, you know, uploaded uh, depending on sort of our, our schedules, usually on a Saturday or a Sunday. But definitely, uh, you know, uh, give the video a, a like, uh, give it a view, watch it for how long you possibly can, leave a comment, share anything because, you know, we enjoy doing this. We want this to be as successful as possible but listen i mean the fact that even us one of you are watching every week means the world to us uh because numbers will never matter to us the fact that we can appeal to just even a single person will always you know make the difference and i, I bounce this around 
um, always makes a difference. And we, you know, truly, truly appreciate the support you've been giving us uh, for over, I think we're closing in on two months since we started this. It feels like it's been a while. I mean, we've been doing this every week since, I mean, it'd be two months. So yeah, back in February, if you can yeah. believe it. Yeah, we we're going to keep doing every week for as much as we can. Look, I said most of what I really had to say in the first place, but you guys, of course, can find me at John underscore OTS. Uh, please go over to OTS guys dot or yeah, OTS guys dot com for the website. Um, articles will be posted. Uh, all, our whole team's uh, list of podcasts is on there to tell you where you can find them, what content we have, all the podcasts coming out. Uh, of course, next week is a week from today the 23rd is the next episode of the live episode of fans fans is a uh a podcast slash live show that they do they put two artists up against each other right uh next week i think is going to be uh um cardi b against meg the stallion uh two extremely popular artists it's going to be a ladies night all ladies uh, uh, will be paneling. Um, two ladies are representing the two artists. Uh, very excited for it. Darren, Derek, Jeremy, uh, Dwayne put together such a great show for everyone to get 30 plus viewers. Hop on in there. Hop on in there. Go to youtube.com slash OTS guys. It'll give you the notification when they go live on Friday night, next week, the 23rd. Uh, go check it out. And when you do like and subscribe you'll get all of our content every podcast that's recorded will be right on there but come on in and watch our stuff when you get a chance we can be heroes baby we love it we love y'all peace peace guys